Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for tuning in to the Sports Ethos Nets podcast. This is your host, Cody Mallory. You can find me on Twitter at RealCodyMallory. I am once again joined by my two co-hosts, Anthony Dittmar. On Twitter, that is at AnthonyDittmar underscore. And Joe Farrow on Twitter, that is at the Joe Farrow. Guys, we missed last week. It was pretty slow for Nets news. We were going to come into tonight with lists of free agents, guys we wanted, and then, boom, we get hit by the Shams bomb. Besides the Kyrie news, how are you guys doing? I'm doing well, actually. Uh, I've been getting some stuff done, working out, doing some great things. How about you guys? Uh, you know, same shit, different toilet. You know. <laughs> I've been working on my jump shot, personally. Uh, I'm washed now. I'm old. I'm not like yeah, Joe. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not 14 years old like Joe anymore, so I'm kind of old. You know, you're going to uh, be able to stop making those jokes soon. Like, I turned 21 in a few months, so like, let me rock. <laughs> man, to be 20 again, Anthony, huh? Yeah, I know, right? That's, that seems like ancient memories. That's like a prime athleticism for me. Prime but, athleticism. Uh, My athleticism consists of 8 a.m. on Sunday mornings playing baseball and pounding down drinks for six hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is now. Fucking don't we love we love beer league Sunday morning baseball. I joined a kickball league. It's like a kickball beer league. It's pretty fun. <laughs> that sounds sick. It's so much fun. We play on the turf and stuff, bro. It's and they go to all go to the bar afterwards. It's pretty fun. Oh so but um Anthony, before we dive into Kyrie, which is what we're gonna spend obviously probably 95% of this episode on. Why don't you kind of give us a timeline that the NBA is on since we are finally officially in the offseason with the Warriors winning the title since the last time we spoke? So, yeah, um, last time we spoke was two weeks ago. We had uh, Stephen on for the Bird Rights podcast. So a lot has happened. When we started talking originally, the finals just started. Um, I think we're only like one or two games in. The Warriors obviously won the finals in six games. Um, that, that concluded last Thursday. And so now here we are, Monday. It's June 20th. Um, the draft is this Thursday. The Nets don't have a currently have a pick. They've traded into the draft a few times without having picks in the Sean Marks era. There's been a trade every single draft day. So obviously look out for something on the draft day for the Nets. Maybe buy a second round pick. Maybe try to get a player. Even teams don't have players like sometimes make trades during the draft regardless. So just a lot of player movement on Thursday. So that's Thursday will be the 24th. Um, the, the deadline to sign uh, the player option or a team option is June 29th. So for Kyrie Irving and Patty Mills, a couple other guys in the Nets, that's their hard deadline. And then free agency is not officially slotted, but typically in the past with like normal league years, obviously the last two years has been a little abnormal because of COVID. 
Um, free agency is like the June 30th, July 1st range. We don't have an ex- exact time yet. There's always tampering beforehand. So like we obviously know players talking to teams, teams are talking to players. Like we're not stupid. We know stuff happens, but before things can become official, that's how things work. And uh, yeah, the 29th deadline is a big day for Kyrie Irving because we assume he's not going to take the player option and wants a long-term deal either with the Nets or with someone else. I guess it's a good segue to today's news drop. Cody, you want to uh, lay down the bad news? I'm sure most Nets fans have heard. Yeah, man. I just want to say one thing really quick about Kyrie Irving's um, player option. I will say that if Kyrie Irving signs his player option um, on the June 29th, like Anthony just said, you can kiss Kyrie Irving goodbye because he will no longer be with the Nets, in my opinion. Um, I know it's been reported today that the Lakers would maybe be a potential suitor, kind of get ahead of myself, but the Lakers and the Clippers would not be able to do a sign and trade with Kyrie unless he signs that player option due to the hard cap. I'm not exactly sure how that works. Joe, I'm not sure if you are. I know Shams kind of talked about it on the Pat McAfee show today. Yeah. So from my understanding, I believe once you do a sign and trade with like a player that's making like a big, like a big contract there, like, I believe that's when the hard cap comes into play. Like if you're already over like the salary cap, and you um, and you do a sign and trade for a player, or like you get rid of a player, etc. I believe the hard cap means you cannot uh, go over the cap anymore to sign anybody, which means it's only obviously rookies and minimum guys. So okay. I'm not 100 yeah, but- sure if I'm correct, but I believe that's what happened with us with the Spencer Dinwiddie sign and trade. I'm not 100 percent sure if that's correct or not, yeah. but it, yeah, like you said, if he s- accepts the player option, that means Kyrie Irving is no chance going to be a Brooklyn net because it, in what world would he take a one-year deal if he wasn't just with the sole purpose of getting out of Brooklyn and then signing an extension elsewhere? A player that like a, like a max caliber status doesn't play on a contract year when they have one year left in the deal and it's an option because obviously the risk of them getting hurt not getting the pay that they deserve, they would think that's the risk. That's why players don't like doing it. So that's why you should, so we don't see that happening unless let's say the player was hurt the last year before that and they're trying to prove themselves, which isn't the case here. So it's like, yeah, you don't want them to take that player option. Yeah. So right. by the way, just like in the, uh, in the event that Kyrie Irving does want to test the open market, I know I might be getting a little bit ahead of everything here, but there are only five teams in the NBA that are under the salary cap right now. Only five. And it is five shitty teams, I would just like yes, to say. It is the, the Orlando Magic, the Detroit Pistons, the Indiana Pacers, San Antonio Spurs, and Portland Trailblazers. That's it. Correct. And, like, when you look at the two teams that maybe would be at the slightest bit attractive, they both have stud point guards. <laughs> so it's just like Kyrie Irving would have to be gone via trade or he would be coming back. That's the way I'm seeing it. Because, I mean, San Antonio and Portland are the only two spots that, like, would even be slightly considered out of that group, if anything. And they both have stud point guards in DeJounte Murray and Damian Nolan. Can I give a little timeline real quick about, like, the Kyrie Irving saga with this? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, like, obviously, Kyrie and Katie came here in 2019. They signed their max deals, the bit clean sweep, Woj tweet, blah, blah, blah. First year, obviously, Katie doesn't play with his Achilles, so it's kind of just Kyrie by himself. Had a great season. Towards the end, he got hurt. 
missed a lot of time with the shoulder injury. COVID starts, the bubble comes, the Nets don't really see a point of competing. They kind of shut down Kyrie. He has off-season surgery. Enter the year they, before they get James Harden. Season starts in December. The everyone's healthy. The Nets trade for James Harden. Then Katie then gets hurt. I'm pretty sure in that season for a bit. Kyrie was, Kyrie was taking PTO before the Harden trade. Yeah, there was PTO with Kyrie taking time off. He was caught on his birthday or sister's birthday at a club in New Jersey. Wasn't supposed to be. Still prime COVID, post COVID. So it was kind of controversial. Obviously, a lot of stuffs going on. Guys are in and out. Kind of everybody took turns being hurt. Playoffs come around. We know that what happens to Celtics Bucks in the playoffs. Blah blah blah. Then the vaccine mandate comes in. Sean Mark says into September at training camp in San Diego, Harden and Irving are going to sign the extensions. This is short, like a few weeks after KD signed his in August. I think all is well in that world. Yeah, everybody got hurt, but at least we have these guys coming back. We know what happens at Harden. He wants out. Kyrie's not playing. He's a part-time player versus a no-time player. The Nets don't want him back. He forces his way back as part-time December. Harden's traded in January. Kyrie can't play the home games for a while, and he's even though like he can go to the arenas. Finally, it's reversed, and the Nets lose. And now the team doesn't feel like they can trust Kyrie Irving to give him a max contract because he's in out of lineup with PTO, injuries, the COVID vaccine mandate, not being trustworthy, like a lot of stuff. I think the Nets would probably prefer to have him back. I w- if I'm thinking properly, I don't think the Nets want for five years. I'm thinking they're trying to go like the two to three year route, prove it to us, and then we can extend you. You're only 30. He's a like, he's around that same age Katie was when he signed his max extension. So I'm thinking the Nets kind of wanted to prove it a year or two where he's like a reliable player. And I think Kyrie's like, no, F that. I'm a max player. I want five years. I want that security. And that's where this impasse is. And I would like to say that if Sean Marks and Joe Tassai weren't thinking hands in hands on this, I don't think this is happening. So I think that's the scary part is that they're probably on board with like what's going on right now. Because if it was one or the other, like I would say it was Tassai that didn't want this, Sean Marks would be at the door and vice versa. Obviously, that would even happen. So it's a little scary right now. I, I Like you said, the teams they mentioned in the report, Seem like it's tough to happen, but it may be a leverage game. But who the hell knows? It's not good. It's not good news. Yeah, no, it's not good at all. And I mean, especially when you take into consideration, I think they said they were. Shams was saying like they might have wanted to offer him like a lower money incentive based contract, and that obviously would not be something that Kyrie goes for. When Kyrie Irving plays, he's a top fifteen player in the NBA, and the way he sees it is. Yeah, the co- the the mandate kind of fucked us all here, but at the end of the day, if I test the open market, I'm Kyrie Irving. Somebody's going to pay me. Somebody's going to find a way to pay me. Somebody's going to go out of their way to get me. So that's I would assume the way he is seeing it. Um, and I mean, I guess nice try, Sean Marks and Josiah trying to get him to sign an incentive based contract, but. I don't know. I mean, it makes a lot of sense why the Nets would be skeptical. But like like we were saying with Steven on the pod, it's like if we lose Kyrie Irving, we don't have that. It's not like his max contract clears up a max slot for us. We are very, very deep into the luxury tax. We are second in the league in the luxury tax behind the Golden State Warriors. So when you really look at it, it's kind of just like you really have no choice but to try your hardest to bring him back or you sign and trade for less value. So it's it's going to be very, very difficult, and it's going to be a very interesting process. I was just looking at numbers. So people, you know, the teams that came out in the report, Lakers, Clippers, and Knicks, Clippers can actually make it work because they have like four guys in 11 to 17 range with like Norman Powell, Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard, those kind of guys. Obviously, you're yeah, losing- and Mook Morris is the last one, right? Yeah, and you're losing that trade no matter what. Like you're getting solid players, but we're to be honest, you're losing the trade. You're not getting max player. But the Lakers can't trade Russell Westbrook for Kyrie. 
the money actually does not work. I know they're both maxes. There's something in there. I'm not really a cap expert. I think Stevie, but Russ, Russ is on a super max. That's why. And the Nets are way, way above the max. So Anthony right. Davis is actually the only player that the Lakers could trade for Kyrie Irving if they were to trade for him. And then the Knicks, they can give us, the Knicks could actually make it work, but that's a matter of like, you're not really getting equal value back. So I don't know if the Nets would even go for that. And plus that carries a whole other like rivalry type of thing. So like, obviously those are just the three teams mentioned. There's other teams that could like contractually make it work. But like of those three, I don't see the Lakers take it to Anthony Davis. The Clippers is interesting, but I don't see that happening either. Just because I like, I think they, the Clippers kind of like the way they are depth wise. The Knicks, I think, could be the one that goes for it, but I just don't think the Nets think they get an equal value back in return unless they're getting like, I don't know, Barrett or quickly. I think obviously they need to take on money like Fournier, but I don't think the Knicks would do that, and I don't think the Nets would be interested either. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, before we go any further, I just want to uh, say, obviously by now everyone has seen the report by Shams, but all this talk came when Shams tweeted this morning at 9.15 a.m. saying, sources, Kyrie Irving, Nets are at impasse in conversations about his future in Brooklyn. Clearing the way for seven-time All-Star, obviously Kyrie Irving, to consider the open market. The Lakers and Knicks emerge. They're expected to emerge among potential suitors. If you actually read the article, the Clippers were mentioned in there. Um, there's a lot, a lot, a lot to unpack here. And you guys yeah. pretty much said a lot of it. Um, I... The Lakers would have to do the sign-and-trade with Kyrie Irving picking up his option. Which is why I said if he picked up his option, like I would be scared as hell that he will be gone within the next 24 hours. If he doesn't, and let's say, like you guys mentioned, oh, the Lakers, like, oh, we'll just give you Russell Westbrook. Like, one, that's a horrible basketball trade for the Nets. But even despite of that, the money doesn't work, and the Nets would have to include players with Kyrie Irving to make the money work. So I was talking to Steven a little bit today, and he said they'd have to attach someone like a Cam Thomas or a Dayron Sharp or like a minimum guy in order to make the money even work. So not only are you losing Kyrie, but you're also giving a potential young asset that could turn into something. So I definitely don't see the Nets doing that. 
Um, like Joe said, the teams that have money to sign him outright, I don't think Kyrie's going to want to play for. So in my opinion, this report was pretty much an entire leverage play by Kyrie. Um, if you listen to what Shams was saying on the Pat McAfee show, he said Kyrie Irving has always wanted to play with Kevin Durant. He's always wanted to play in Brooklyn. And Shams said that that has not changed. So the end goal appears to be the same. It's just how do him and the Nets come to an agreement? is what I'm getting out of this. I still would predict that Kyrie will be back, but when there's smoke, there's sometimes a fire. Well, yeah, but the, and the other thing is, I, I, I know Shams was saying today, he was like, if there's a sign and trade, the Nets would still have to make it work. Like, the Nets, like, don't have to work with him for a sign and trade if they don't have to. But it's like, at the end of the day, if where Kyrie wants to sign outright, if he wants to sign with the fucking indiana pacers like then the nets can't do anything okay but if he wants to get somewhere like the lakers or the clippers or the knicks the nets will have to accommodate him in that so it's like it's gonna have to be a lot of open communication with both Kyrie and the front office in brooklyn and uh it's gonna be definitely one of the more interesting processes we've seen over the last few years because like i i don't remember the last time there was like a superstar of this caliber who's like in the middle of this whole situation with such a unique circumstance of Kyrie Irving. We all know he's a very unique fucking guy. He makes sure to remind us every single week, but yeah. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how everything is handled, but at the end of the day, it's going to be Kyrie Irving and the Nets working together in some way, shape or form, most likely. Yeah. I don't know, man. I did this. Like you said, there's smoke, there's fire. We said, we saw it was a James Harden. I don't think it's the same level of that yet because I think Harden didn't want to be here where Kyrie does. So that's the diff- key difference here. I think this is more leverage for Kyrie to stay. It's like I said, like Monday morning if this news is dropped, I don't think it's coincidence. Like usually when you have bad news, you drop it Friday afternoon because nobody wants to hear about it. You throw it out there, it goes and gets lost in the news cycle, blah, blah, blah. And on a Monday morning, he knew what he was doing. He knew that everything's going to, all the shows are going to pick up this topic. Everyone's going to be talking about it. Nets Twitter and people in general just be freaking out. Teams of these big fan bases in New York and LA are going to be like, how can we make this work? How can this happen? Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't smell like this is going to – it could end well. It could end bad. It's really tough to say because Kyrie being so unpredictable. I, I really just – I don't think the last thing the Nets do is any distractions. I wanted them to focus on trades, fill this roster, and kind of like get this team – going in the right direction because they have a lot of work to do in the roster outside of Kyrie Irving. And now, now this becomes focal point number one. You can't really move off of this. I'm hoping this Kyrie Irving's point came across well and the, the Nets are just like, screw it. Let's just give him the max. Whatever happens, happens, because there is no better option here. Like, I don't want Norman Powell and Marcus Morris, man. Like, I don't want that just, shit. Just real quick. If I mean, and, know, and, knowing us, and knowing us, we would end up with Luke Kennard and Reggie Jackson anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick, when Anthony said that Kyrie, so I believe, I don't know if you guys agree that this report from Shams definitely came from Kyrie Irving's camp. Do we all agree on that? It did not come from the Nets? No. You think it came from I don't, the Nets I don't think so. No, because Shams himself said that he's spoken to both sides about this. But you see, things if it's a leverage play, you wouldn't say it's a leverage play. Like, that's the whole point of having leverage. That's well, no, but that's yeah. also what Sean said. He goes, this in no way is a leverage play. I was watching yeah. live when he was talking about it. He goes, in no, but, 
my point my being is that my point being is that if Kyrie Irving wanted to be leveraged and he told Shams this as leverage, he wouldn't want Shams to go on a show and say this is leverage. That ruins the leverage because if you say it's leverage, then you don't have any credibility. No, I I understand what you're saying, but I'm saying Sham said both sides. He has talked to and confirmed this with both sides. Like Kyrie Irving. No, I think there is smoke here, but I'm saying is that Kyrie Irving did leak this for his own sake. Probably, but from what from what Shams was saying and alluding to, he's talked to both sides about it, and this is what he's gathered from both sides as a whole. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Well, like I'm not doubting that. I just do think Kyrie Irving knows that leaking this does help him. Yeah. After uh, about an hour after the report um, mm-hmm. came came out, Kyrie Irving did send out a cryptic tweet. Um, I'm not familiar with the movie. I know there's people on Nets Twitter that were analyzing the GIF or meme or whatever. It's a little three-second clip that Kyrie posted on Twitter. I was told I that it content. was about a, a guy wanting reform, feeling like he was backstabbed. Once again, I personally have never seen the movie, so, so, I, so I don't Cody, know. Cody, I got you. The guy, the guy who he posted, apparently his name was Brother Muzon or something like that. I don't know how to pronounce it. But his character was a hired hitman who was paid to do a job only to be betrayed by the ones that hired him. Okay. Yes, that was, that was the context that I read. I just didn't really put it all together. So, I mean, from, that... from, Nets, from Nets Kingdom AJ on Twitter, by the way. So I like I agree with what Anthony said. Like he knows what he was doing. Like I don't know. I mean that that does not sound good for Kyrie wanting to come back. No, it doesn't. Another, at thing, all. <laughs> another thing is like there's been reports by I mean everyone that the Nets front office is fed up with Kyrie. Like we saw it on Sean Marks' uh, end of season presser. But I think that Kyrie is also probably fed up with the Nets. Probably. Um, I feel like the backstabbing probably comes back to when he thought he was going to be able to play. And then the law came out and the Nets just straight up banned him. Um, that's definitely backstabbing, in my opinion, whether you agree with what Kyrie did or not or what the Nets did or not. Um, I mean, Kyrie was expected to get an exemption. He didn't get it. And then he still could have played half the games, away games, and the Nets just straight up said, no, like, get lost. We don't want you here. Yeah backstabbing in my opinion and then what sean marks did at the end of the season presser basically calling kyrie out to the public when the media already always attacks kyrie was once again backstabbing in my opinion um so i i'm sure kyrie is also fed up with the front office it definitely you know, goes I'm, I'm with you for sure because like like we like you said i mean kyrie irving could have played 41 games this year then he ended up playing 29 and i mean in the grand scheme it's it's not that many like that he could have missed, but like he played some home games at the end of the year. Kyrie realistically could have ended up playing like what, what would it would have, it would probably be like four forty seven games or whatever. I mean, that's what, that's close to what he played last year. <laughs> so, I mean like the year prior, but like in reality, I mean, it's, I, I can definitely see where Kyrie Irving's frustration stems from, especially with the whole mandate thing where, I, I'm sure the Nets <clears throat> couldn't do anything about getting him the exception, but when when he's eligible to play half the games and you basically tell the guy to fuck off just to get desperate and call for him back a couple months later to have him only play half the games, it's like, all right, so why did you tell me to fuck off in the first place? You know, it's like 
it makes sense where he's getting all this frustration from. Right. And there's just a huge piece to this Kyrie news that we haven't even mentioned yet. That's how in deep, like how deep this is. The Nets are playing not only with fire because they can lose Kyrie Irving. They're playing with, I don't even know what you want to say, because they could piss off Kevin Durant and they could lose Kevin Durant as well. Yeah. Which is the bigger picture, I think, to us and to all Nets fans, where it's like you don't want to piss off Kevin Durant and then lose him as well. Imagine if, I mean, this is obviously worst case scenario. The Nets could have gone from having James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, to a, not even a year later having none of them. And that is a reality if the Nets keep doing this bullshit, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I and absolutely I mean, agree. And I mean, when you when you look at it, then we're setting ourselves up for being the shittiest team in the league with uh, with no draft picks again, if that happens. And how do you like? Yeah. How do you like try to ever get a star again? Honestly, after this. Yep. Unless you homegrown. Yeah, I mean, we would have I mean, to find some type of Damian Lillard player who refuses to ever leave his team if we ever wanted to be good again. I mean, the Nets would get, like, an unreal amount back for Kevin Durant, but you're never oh, going yeah. to equal the value of Kevin Durant. Like, it's just not possible. Yeah, absolutely. It's just they've ha- they have to make sure that they work with Kyrie Irving, make Kyrie Irving happy, more importantly, make Kevin Durant happy, and just do whatever the hell it takes to keep both of them happy at all costs. Like – Make sure that Ky- KD got to communicate with Kyrie too and just make sure, like, yo, like, please stay or, like, go somewhere where we could actually get something because <laughs> this is, like, it looks almost as if it's already worst-case scenario at this point. Yeah. I just want to go through some quotes today on first take. Um, some from Stephen A. Stephen A talks a lot of bullshit. He tries to get a lot of clicks, a lot of headlines. But, I mean, the man's been involved in the NBA for a long-ass time. So, obviously, he does have sources. He's been wrong multiple times, like when he said Kyrie and Katie were going to the Knicks. But, anyways, um, he said that Kyrie Irving would conduct his own practices after Steve Nash ran practice. Which, once again, this is from Stephen A. This is what he said he heard. Um he also went on to say he's not heard of one team who would give Kyrie Irving a four-year fully max guaranteed deal. Um, those are pretty much the stuff. Um, one more from Stephen A is that he said they told Kyrie Irving to test the open market because they know nobody is going to give him the contract that he wants. And then there was one thing that Kendrick Perkins said that really oh, – fuck- that really made a lot of sense. Um, we can all remember uh, after the Nets lost to the Celtics, Kyrie Irving said, like, I can't wait to get with the front office and seven. I was thinking about Kevin Durant and, like, make personnel decisions, blah, 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 whatever. And Kendrick Perkins said, the Brooklyn Nets are so quick to commit to Steve Nash and allow him to make personnel decisions, but not Kyrie Irving. Steve Nash ain't done a damn thing for the Nets, is what Kendrick Perkins said. I just want to know your guys' thoughts on that. I know we're kind of bringing up Steve Nash again, even though he's clearly not going anywhere. But you think uh, Big Perk has kind of some merit with this take? 
I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like this doesn't really have to involve Steve Nash here. I feel like this is more like a Nets versus front office type of thing. Well, I do agree. Like, he does. Like, I do agree with the privacy saying. I just don't think it's like a Steve Nash versus Kyrie type of thing. I think it's more of like a uh, Katie wants Steve Nash. Katie gets Steve Nash. Katie wants Kyrie. Let's see if he gets Kyrie. But I agree. Like, I'd rather have Kyrie Irving than Steve Nash as a coach. Not that like many of us are big fans of him, but I think coaches are more replaceable than players of that caliber. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I don't know how true I would think that the Kyrie Irving running his own practice was, was, uh, is, but I would assume that Kyrie would draw better plays than Steve Nash at this point, because from what we've seen, from, <laughs> from what we've seen from Nash is that that guy can't draw up a, a bucket to save his life. He just gives KD a turnaround three pointer every time he can. But, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say that Perk has merit with this take because, like, it feels like a lot of it, like, you just go from that's like the national media thing to do. It's like, oh, yeah, like, you want to, you want to trust Steve Nash, but you don't want to trust Kyrie Irving. It should bring a whole nother layer into this that didn't need to be brought in. Um, and that's really like my gripe with that kind of stuff. But I don't know. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's definitely no, interesting. So much. And then there's just a couple things I want to uh, quote from CJ McCollum, who's been on first take. Obviously, he is the president of the players uh, yeah. union. So CJ McCollum said, you do whatever you have to do to keep Kyrie Irving in a Brooklyn Nets uniform. This is because you do whatever it takes to keep seven, playing with Kevin Durant, happy. He will be happy playing next to Kyrie Irving. Um, he also went on to say Kyrie Irving is getting an extension somewhere. Someone is going to pay him what he wants simply because he is Kyrie Irving. The Brooklyn Nets would have won an NBA championship if they didn't get injured, and I am willing to roll the dice talking about Kyrie Irving. So, I mean, like like I said before, we were going to come in. We all had, like, free agents we wanted the Nets to target, but realistically, nothing matters until this Kyrie saga is over with. It pretty it comes at a shitty time. Like the Nets should be focused. I think Anthony or Joe said it, I can't remember which one earlier. The Nets should be focused on filling out their roster, building around the core they have now, which I still think is a very strong core if they're on the court together. Of Simmons, Durant, Irving, Harris, Curry. Maybe you bring back a Clax, and you maybe a Bruce Brown, or you look to get a different center, or whatever. Like Anthony said, maybe you make a trade on draft night. But like, it's very hard when you don't know what is going to happen with Kyrie. And then hopefully this doesn't linger too long into free agency because if Kyrie's gone, like you got to try to somehow replace him to keep Kevin Durant happy. And it's just, it's and you don't have the money to do that. Right. I mean, there was one trade that Steven sent me. It would be a three team trade. Just want to get your guys' thoughts on it. Um, the Nets would get Malcolm Brogdon and Buddy Heald. The Lakers would get, get Kyrie Irving. And the Pacers would get Russell Westbrook and picks. No. So, like, I mean, like that is what the Nets are looking at for a realistic type of package if they are to lose Kyrie Irving. And none of them are going to be good. Oh, fuck. Like, that is one that works money-wise. There was a report that the Pacers are trying to dump Brogdon, Miles Turner, et cetera. So, like, that is something that is realistic. And, like, from a basketball perspective for the Nets, it is not good. If it was Turner and Brogdon, maybe I would be a little more uh, 
maybe I'll right. be a little more, <laughs> but not, not, not that I would like this trade to happen whatsoever. But my God, if it was Turner and Brogdon, at least that's some type of saving grace. But you know, yeah, I mean, we've we've okay. said it this isn't good at all. Said it a hundred times. If you lose Kyrie, like sure, his he hasn't been available. Like I understand why a front office, a business owner, would be upset by it. But if you straight up lose him, like he's never available, and you are not replacing him, it just does not make any sense. I want to ask you guys, put you on the spot. If you were Sean Marks, uh, Joe Sy, whatever, would you just give Kyrie the max that he wants? Yes. Yes. Anthony. I give Kyrie whatever he wants. I agree. Like, whatever he wants, I give him. If it doesn't work out, you have trade pieces. If it really comes down to that, where you imagine it's like, oh, you want Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in one trade? Like, what are you going to give us? Like I said, that is worst-case scenario in a year or two years down the line. But for right now, like, I'm sorry. You got to stop the hardball. Just give the guy whatever he wants he wants you make you make sure you make sure that Kyrie Irving coming back will keep Kevin Durant happy and then you give Kyrie whatever the hell he wants right that's the only way to play it it's it just is so it sounds so simple like the guy wants to be here you don't run away a superstar that wants to be here you just don't do it like yeah superstars run this league and like I'm sorry Sean Marks there will be another thousand of you there won't be too many Kyrie Irvings Yep. Talking about the greatest ball handler to ever put to ever pick up a basketball. And yeah, there's baggage that comes with him. Like he's not perfect, but there's very few Kevin Durant's that are just obsessed with the game of basketball and just that's all they do. I mean, you gotta make it clear to Kyrie that he's gotta play. Like it's his job, then that's need him to play. But I mean that also comes down to Kevin Durant. But you just you can't let him walk, or you you certainly can't trade him away. Like, I don't care what the package is. You do not sign and trade Kyrie. You make him go to Orlando or whatever. If he doesn't want to come back, you can't help him out and trade him away. I agree. Because then that's more leverage for the Nets. So it's like, okay, like, you don't want to do whatever? Like, go to Orlando. Go go to 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 Indiana. Right. And it's like, you cannot help him out by voluntarily trading him to the Lakers. You can't do it. Absolutely no possible way can you do it. Even if Anthony Davis is involved, in my opinion, you still cannot do it. The only way I can see the Nets actually doing it is if, like, they could somehow find a way to get Paul George. That's the only way I can see it. That's the only mentioned that in our chat. That would be interesting. I don't think the Clippers would want to do that, personally. I don't think the Clippers would want to do it either, but I think that's the only way that the Nets would be willing to do it. Yeah. Or unless you're getting picks in a deal like the one that Steven made where you're getting um, where you're getting Malcolm Brogdon and, uh, like, say, Miles Turner, just for sake of argument, because I don't want Buddy Heald. <laughs> Right, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Nothing uh, else matters what, until we figure out Kyrie is what. What, kind what of a more... clusterfuck the Nets are, huh? Didn't we all choose a great team to root for? It's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Like, I was always thought that their front office was so great. I and mean, that's why Katie and Kyrie came here. 
And this last year has just been an absolute circus. Like, uh, it's just been a disaster. There's no other way to put it besides it's been, yeah. it's been a disaster. All I know is the 30 for 30 in like 10 years from now about <laughs> this era of the Brooklyn Nets is going to be absolutely insane. If this doesn't work out, then this will be a bigger fail than the Billy King era, 100%. Yeah. It'd be a disgrace. This is how it ends. Well, like, this also got me thinking, like, that's a Nets fan. Like, we went through, I mean, we were younger. Joe wasn't even alive because he's 10. But, like, the J-Kid, Vince Carter, like, RJ, Kenny Martin era. Like, we came so close. Didn't get it. And then the Nets were trash. And then they moved to Brooklyn. They got, like, D-Will. They got Joe Johnson. They made the Pierce, Garnett, whatever trade. And, like, there was hope. And then and nothing happened out of it. And then the Nets were trash. And then we get Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. They don't play the first year. The second year, they're bad to start the year. They get James Harden. They lose. They lose again. And now, could it be over? And will they become trash, which has happened twice already in the past? Yeah, which is after the start of each decade since 2000. Like the first like three years right. of the three, four years of the decade, they're good. And then the last six years of the decade, they stink. So, so we have until and, 2024 to get it done. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes down to like, who wouldn't want to come here? Like who would want to sign out outright when they had three of the top 15 players in the NBA probably talent-wise? And granted, injuries really effed them over the last year. Like, don't get me wrong. If they were healthy, I think anyone with any basketball knowledge thinks the Nets were winning the championship last year. But it didn't happen. So, anything else you guys want to talk about with this? Pretty much it. That's it. Hope and pray, guys. Let us pray. Yeah, I mean, this will pretty much be crazy to think about. But I think with Two weeks, we will know like if Kyrie's back with the Nets or not. Yeah, there's no way they go into like. Ideally, you don't want to go into the draft not knowing, but you don't go into free agency not knowing. Yeah, I mean, Anthony, I think we're going into the draft not knowing. <laughs> I know, but like you don't want to. I'm saying, I'm like, right? No, I agree. But I assume the draft at least kicks up some types of rumors, but we'll see. Yeah, just real quick, I, there was one big thing that kind of happened. PJ Tucker opted out of his. Uh, player option, so he will become a free agent test the market. Would be a pretty good signing for the Nets if they're keeping this core together, but like we said, we don't know what's happening with Kyrie, so... Yeah, I think I think that's more of like a what Jeff Green did, like turn down a one-year deal for a two-year deal for more job security kind of thing. Yeah. Um, all right, so I think we're done with the Kyrie episode. Next time we talk, we will dive more into free agency um, unless there's more Kyrie news, which kind of pushes us back again. Hopefully no more. Let's hope not. Yeah, hopefully no more. I think we have next free agency starting next Thursday. So probably that's June 30th at six o'clock. So we might be doing an emergency pod next Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Who knows? Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to the Sports Ethos Nets podcast with Anthony, Joe, and Cody. Let's all hope Kyrie Irving remains a Brooklyn Nets.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.